Welcome to the Spreaker Live Show. I'm Rob Greenlee, head of content at Spreaker. We will be streaming live audio from the Spreaker booth at Podcast Movement at podcastmovement.com in Fort Worth, Texas, starting July 31st at 1 p.m. till 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, and then August 1st and 2nd from 8 a.m. till 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. We're going to be speaking with leaders and hosts from the world of podcasting at Podcast Movement. And if you want to listen to the stream, all you need to do is go to SpreakerLiveShow.com or blog.spreaker.com. To get a free month off your Spreaker podcast hosting and live streaming plans, you can use the promo code PM15. So you don't want to miss this live streaming event, July 31st through August 2nd. And remember to visit SpreakerLiveShow.com or blog.spreaker.com to catch us live. You're listening to Spreaker Live Show from Podcast Movement 2015. Well, we're back from Podcast Movement 2015, and you're listening to the Spreaker Live Show. My name is Rob Greenlee. I'm the head of content at uh, Spreaker, and um, this is the, the, what, the, the third half-hour segment, so we only got another half-hour to go. But in, in this segment, I've got a fantastic guest in here. She's... Uh, her name is Sarah Van Mosel, and she's the vice president of sponsorship for WNYC, which is a huge podcasting network. Hello. Back east. Yeah. Welcome to the show. Thanks so much. Glad to be here. Yeah. Thank you for being here. We, we just want to, on this show, talk about the excitement around podcast movement. Yeah. And to, and there's so many great people here. You're one of them. Oh, thank you're you. You're a leader in the space. Thank you're, you. You really got out there, and you're... You're leading on the, the kind of like on the the measurement groups. You're you're out there Doing working with best. sponsorships. You're <laughs> you're everywhere. Thanks. Plus, you're wor- working with a lot of terrific uh, programs. Extremely lucky to have the kind of content yeah. that we do. I mean, it, they're great shows. Radio Lab, Freakonomics. Here's yeah. the thing with Alec Baldwin. Lots of new ones that we're starting to. Uh, sort of bubble up and, and showcase like Death, Sex, and Money with Anna Sale, um, yeah. Note to Self with Manoush Zamarodi. They're all really, really great to represent. And um, yeah, I mean, this this event has been has been really sort of an eye opener to see yeah. the kinds of people, the variety of content that's being made, but just really the passion yeah. behind the podcasting, which is yeah. what we know advertisers love yeah. right that's the thing that makes it such an effective platform for marketing yeah no so. exactly i mean this this energy and what's happening at this event is reminiscent of what happened back in 2005 and 2006 yeah. in mm-hmm. the early days of podcasting and we've kind of gone through that you know we kind of went through a little bit of trough and perception and enthusiasm for the space and yeah and over the last year and a half two years mm-hmm. it's starting to ramp back up again is i mean are you feeling it too? Are you feeling oh, this change? Oh, I'm a true believer. Yeah. <laughs> I have yeah. been for a while. In fact, uh, when did I start listening to podcasts? I was not in the freshman class back in the first round. I'm like probably a sophomore at this yeah. point. I started listening 2008, 2009. Okay. So when it was still kind of hard to get them. and That was get kind of the, the, <laughs> the, the lowest dip point, right? Yeah. In, in perception. Now, granted, it's been growing steadily. Totally. So there's a little bit of difference between the perception of the medium and the reality of the medium. Yeah. It's just been steady growth. Yeah. No, absolutely. And I think, you know, just the proliferation of 
smarter smartphones and Wi-Fi, it just makes it a lot easier for the average person with an iPhone or an Android to, to yeah. get them, to get yeah. at them. It's still not as easy as it could be on the Android platforms, yeah. but, but Apple has made it, and now that the, the podcast app is standard in all you know phones, yeah. really easy to just get your content oh, there. And I think there's also been a cultural shift since then in the way that we consume all kinds of media. On demand is an expectation now on video and yeah. other platforms. So. It's just, it, that's crossed over into the audio space, so I think it's just more of a natural way mm -hmm. to get your content. Well, I mean, it, people are busy. There's yeah. <clears throat> People have schedules that they can't tune in at a certain time necessarily. Exactly. It's one disadvantage of doing something live like this is yeah. that people don't have, they can't schedule it into their schedule necessarily. Right. But, um, but, but it's good for people that want to feel like they're here, feel like, I mean, it's good for events. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And, and, and I think that, you know, since Spreaker has the ability to do this and it goes directly into the RSS feed, nice. it becomes a podcast right away. I don't have to do any post-production. It just goes right, right up. Uh, makes it a kind of a unique situation. Yeah, right? absolutely. It's not the most common thing in the, in the space today. Most people pre-produce and then upload to whatever hosting platform they have. Yeah. But, um, but, but as you look at kind of um, public media and public radio, mm -hmm. and that's also kind of an interesting little twist there too, the, the reference to public media is starting to take over right. more than public radio. Do you see what's that transition? Yes, no. Our organization, New York Public Radio, which uh, you know includes WNYC, yeah. which is the podcast you know producing powerhouse. Um, we don't see ourselves necessarily as a radio station anymore. We see ourselves as a content producer, and yep. we're pretty agnostic as to what platform that content goes out on. Yeah. So all of our strategic planning, three years out, five years out, ten years out, it's all about. How do we make amazing content and yep. connect it with people where it can make a difference? Yeah. So that's been our focus. So how do you see the the, the model of podcasting and public radio uh, being different than the radio side? I mean, I know that yeah. th there's a lot of simulcast of, of the same programs on broadcast yeah. that are yeah. on podcasts. I mean, how do you guys straddle that line, or is it the same? Well, it's strategy? not. Honestly, I think that the best podcasts are evergreen, right? And yes. so that doesn't necessarily lend itself to the kind of content that's on the air on the radio side on a daily basis. Which it, tends to be more topical, exactly, current, right? Exactly, yeah. more timely. And so yeah. what we see is while you may have a great local political show like Brian Lehrer, you know, there may be some pieces about that that are evergreen. It's not the same as something like a Radiolab episode that you could stumble across from five years ago and it's still going to hit you with the same amount of relevance today as it did the day it was produced. Yeah. So um, so we're, we sort of shake it out that way, but there's but there's a, a reason for both. There's a purpose for both. They serve different sort of needs of the audience, right? Mm -hmm. So we're kind of starting to think about the two of them in very different ways. We're sort of separating out our thinking about, let's do this in this way for this purpose to serve this crowd, but there's a different thing over here, and we're going to operate this in another way. So we're really starting to separate it out a little bit. So how does that impact the, the actual production of the programs? I mean, are, are, are you leaning towards more original stuff for podcasting yes. and completely different programs for radio? Or where's the, are, are some programs going to be able to cross over? Well, but, it's mean, funny. Everything starts as a podcast. Okay. Everything. Interesting. Okay. Everything. And that's, some things will be on air and some That's a change. Won't. That's it's a, a big, big change from yeah. the past. Yeah. That's how we're radio. thinking about it. Yeah. Um, because the podcast space allows you a lot more flexibility to be experimental, yeah. to really find your voice, 
find your audience. Yep. Um, and that's not as easy to do on air when you have to maintain audience just to you know keep it all going. So yeah, yeah. Um, that's that's definitely that reflects that shift in orientation that I was talking about. Yeah, yeah. I mean it's a, I mean it's certainly an interesting challenge because you know, I mean as we both know, radio is a tune in tune out medium. It's true. So you're always going to have to be delivering sound bites that'll keep hooking that listener in, so you can keep your ratings up. It's true. Uh, but podcasting is about you know starting a conversation and having an organic conversation or I mean it's not always like that right I mean Radio Lab is far from a linear thing right I mean it's it's linear in a story but it's yeah. not necessarily linear in a conversation like we're exactly. having exactly it's a produced Correct. piece it, it, it approaches an idea from many different angles and it's, yeah. it's really I mean Bless Jad and Robert the hosts they do a wonderful job of yeah. thinking through and their staff uh, and th thinking through a subject to the point of being able to change the way you feel. You know, when it comes yeah. down to it, I I always try to grasp with, like, try to describe what is it about podcasting that creates that intimacy, that creates that engagement, and it's it's the quality of the content. I mean, even even me, I've been working uh, at WNYC for five years and. I still well up when I hear a Radiolab episode mm -hmm. that just gets me in the gut. And I just, what is it about that? It's just yeah. quality yeah. content. Quality and it's and it uh, reaches at an emotional level, totally. I guess. And I think that's that that may be the key right there to the next phase of this. Yeah. Is it more and more content coming out that actually reaches people at an emotional level? I mean, if you think about movies and TV, yeah. music, yeah. those are all keyed off of hitting people at a very emotional level. Absolutely. And and podcasting really hasn't had a lot of that. Well, it's funny. I mean, in it, some ways it has. Yeah. But in some ways it's been very factual, informational, right? It, it could be. It depends. Yeah. There are lots of little villages in podcast yeah, land, that's right. right? And that's right. I actually entered through the comedy village. I, you Which know, is emotional. It's so emotional. emotional but, yeah. you know, like Mark Maron, who, was just, who just did a keynote address, you, you listen to him because you feel a connection to him as a yeah, host, right? right? Well, he's, well, he's like a friend. He's almost exactly. like a, I mean, I mean, almost becomes a intimate, he's in your ear. I mean, it's I've got true. earbuds that are plugged into my ear. Exactly. I'm listening to you. I feel like I have a personal conversation going on with exactly. you that's at a deeper level, and that's what the listener hears, too. Yeah, yeah. No, it's true, and that's really powerful. And, you know, when it hits... Yeah. It's a magical thing, you know? And, yeah. and so then you talk about scale, right? So yeah. not everybody can have the scale yeah. of a WTF, but you, if, you can, if you can strike that level of engagement with the scale that you do have, you've yeah. won half the battle. Well, and I guess it's a good question about, you know, Mark and what he's doing there from the standpoint of it, it does feel like that a lot more people could do that, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of talented people out there. Yeah. And, and I mean... He, I mean, sure, he had a background in some comedy and some entertainment, so he had so some he background, right? He was doing right? some comedy for he a few decades a few, before, yeah, yeah, you exactly. know. So, but I wouldn't say he was like a, a top A, top celebrity oh, or anything Oh, he would like. admit that himself. Yeah. He was at the end of his rope when he did the podcast. Exactly. So, so you can come back. I mean, if you have some talent, you have a way to connect with an audience. Yeah, and, and, it, and you work hard because I know Mark works it's hard. It's true. Yeah. It's authenticity too. So yeah. whether it's comedy or storytelling or just people talking to each other yeah. in this sort of an interviewee kind of a way, yeah. It's you know if you if you can strike that level of authenticity, and, yeah. and we're actually we grapple with that idea of authenticity when it comes to the advertising, right? Yeah. Because yeah. The, the 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 folks that are listening to podcasts are 
you know, early adopters, right? Yeah. They're savvy. They understand what advertising is, right? Yeah, that's right. And I think that the, the worst thing that you can do when you're in this beautiful, magical place in their head is to just give them some sort of a bad experience and not acknowledge that you're in this space, you're having this moment. Why don't I give you something that is amazing? You know, why yeah. don't I have the ad be just as high quality as the content? That's what yeah. I strive to achieve. That's that's my goal yeah. overall is yeah. to set the bar as high for the sponsor's message as you do for the content because at the end of the day it's the user experience yeah. Yeah. that you I want agree. to be thinking about all the time and everybody wins when the user has a good time. Yeah. So you're I mean, so you're looking at this from kind of two perspectives. You're looking at the audience and yep. then you're looking at the advertiser. Absolutely. And and what they both need. Mm -hmm. The the broadcast radio side hasn't always been as focused on that, I don't believe. I think it's and, but but yeah. it feels like podcasting is moving pulling it in a direction where where um, both are being thought about equally. It's more. true. Well, yeah. there are certain at least in public radio, there are certain uh, FCC guidelines that yeah. we need to abide by on That's air right. because right. you know it's we're a nonprofit public radio station, yep. um, and we do lease those airwaves from the public. That's right. Uh, online, the rules don't exist uh, or they don't apply, at least not now. Um, but we do have our own guidelines that we keep in place in terms of tone, in terms yeah. of truthfulness, um, because that's who we are. So, but it allows us to have a lot more flexibility in terms of the way we make that, we put that message across, a lot more creativity. So for mm -hmm. example, um, one of the ads for Lexus on Radiolab, you're like, what, Lexus, that's so fancy. No, oh, yeah. we had a woman, a listener, uh, call in, give us a, a voice memo saying, hey, I'm this, I'm so-and-so, I'm in a hot air balloon over the Serengeti, and I'm going to read the copy for Radiolab now. And she read yeah. the Lexus ad, and that was so sweet, because that's, that's Radiolab's way of making it feel like their show, bringing the sponsor into the show, but still having it be safely defined as they're not impacting content. Right, oh, okay. so it's it's giving the the listener a sort of interesting experience in a radio labby kind of way, but it's not dictating what radio lab is going to be about. Does that make uh, sense? Yes, it does. Okay. Yeah, I mean, as you think about big brands coming into advertising in this space, yeah, they they're, they're very used to driving a certain type of tone, cadence, yeah. messaging, yeah. a brand, you know, audio branding of sorts. Mm -hmm. And and but what works in podcasting is authenticity, Absolutely. right? And testimonial and and those kind of trust. Yep. And I think that um, that hasn't always been in radio. I'm, I'm talking about commercial radio yeah, no, more absolutely. than public radio. No, I've I've been in both. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yep, I won't call out any sponsors' names, but you know so, those ads. So, is there? Do you do you think what's happening in the podcast space will you know that authenticity and all those trust issues and and targeting and things will will gravitate over to the the broadcast side eventually? Or do, do you I think, hope so. Yeah. I mean, gosh, that would be so good for everybody. Yeah. But I don't think necessarily that people listen to radio in the same way they listen to podcasts, so there yeah. may be lower expectations, yeah. and it could just be a commodity in terms of, did I reach this many ears, yeah. but not necessarily what was the quality of engagement I had with yeah. those ears, yeah. and um, you know, I think I'll go on my soapbox for a minute in that <laughs> there's a lot of direct response advertising on podcasts, and you know, bless them for supporting the, the platform in yeah. its early days. We need it. Yeah. Um, but 
But when someone's looking for life insurance, for example, they're not listening to a podcast and hoping that someone's going to tell them so that they could quickly go to the website right now. Yeah. What they, it's a lifestyle. What you're doing when you sponsor a podcast is that is you're making yourself known. You're, you're sort of injecting yourself into the consideration list, list of right. a person that yeah. would eventually need life insurance. That's right. Somewhere so, down the line. Exactly. That would come to mind. Exactly. Because, because they heard it on Radio Lab. Exactly. Or they heard it on some podcast, and it was a good testimonial from somebody they trust. They, in fact, yeah. we have a lot of research that shows that listeners actually think more highly of a company or a brand because they supported their favorite podcast. Like, yep. there's this halo effect that happens. It totally does. Totally makes sense. And they know that they're being marketed to. They understand that that's how it yeah. goes. They're not resenting the dirty ads that are in the podcast. Yeah. They're, I think that, and we've heard specifically from our audiences that they appreciate it when we take the time to present them in such a way that we're, we're respecting that they're listening, <laughs> like yeah. we're giving them something good. So do you think that those those brands are starting to understand that? I and, think they are. And being more open to not being so structured around pre-produced spots? You know, spots? each brand is going to have their own set of you know criteria yeah. that they have to meet. And whether yeah. you're dealing with an agency or a brand directly, you're also going to have yeah. that sort of level of having to teach a little bit about how best to interact with your audience. Yeah. Um, I think our best relationships have been with direct brands who get it mm -hmm. and are excited about the platform and give us that leeway mm -hmm. to really let them have a good time, you know, have a successful, you know, introduction to this yeah. audience. And yeah. I think when brands trust us to do what we do best, mm -hmm. again, everybody wins. Well, if the agency gives you some, some guidance mm -hmm. on, on how this Absolutely. needs to be presented, but, yep. but not so structured to a point where they're they're editing the, uh, uh, yeah. the, the, the presentation yeah. or coming back and saying, well, that wasn't done exactly the way we were hoping it could be done. Right. Just being more open to totally. authenticity. and Totally. Yeah. I mean, I think that, I mean, I'm not going to be Pollyanna about it and say that, you know, every single campaign has to be a bespoke little jewel box. You yeah. can't scale an ad campaign yeah. that way. I totally right. get it. But I think that people are are buying podcasts because they they are special because they want something different there are mediums that are great for scale and there are others uh, that you know have other sort of benefits that they bring to the table and podcasts yeah. are really special yeah I agree I agree so what does uh, WNYC have plans for you know next next yes. content Can swing I pitch? Or, okay yeah exactly <laughs> I mean I mean I mean obviously yeah. there's probably some shows you can't talk about no there's a show I can definitely talk about the awesome. New Yorker podcast is wow. going live okay. in September we're so excited it's we've already announced it it's out in the world but it's a partnership with New Yorker magazine so oh. you know that you're going to get some really okay. intelligent amazing content okay. uh, in your ears. Um, and so we're really proud uh, to have that come out in the fall. So as you think about working with a magazine like that, how, mm -hmm. does that, how does that change the dynamic of a podcast in that partnership? It's, it's not true. like it's going to be the same thing that's in the magazine. No, exactly. So the reason why we thought it was a good fit is because, believe it or not, there's a lot of overlap between our audiences. These are yeah. curious, interested people who will take the time to dive a little deeper into a subject because they like to think and know these are curious people yeah. and that's our audience to a T so yeah. it was a natural partnership to be able to just say oh well whatever we make together is going to appeal to yeah. this audience because we've both been serving the same master for years yeah so yeah. Um, yeah. I won't give any spoilers about what exactly it will sound like but stay tuned in the fall because it's going to be great 
So will that be on the, the, the broadcast side too? Or yes. Is it, oh, yes, actually. Okay. Yes. We're, like I said, we're, we're building it as a podcast, but it's going to also live on the broadcast side. So are there any, any new production um, plans for just the podcast side? I mean, are you guys moving Always. that way aggressively? Always. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No, definitely. I mean, we, we, part of our mission is to sort of find new ways to connect with the audiences, to delight and inform. And so we always want to have our eyes open to new voices, what's out there, what's going on. We have a real focus on the female voice, actually. Oh, okay. Yep, it's a real priority for us. We've um, Death, Sex, and Money and Note to Self. Yep. We're, we're trying a lot of fun things. We actually hosted... Um, a women's podcasting uh, workshop and in New York at our performance studio there in Soho where we invited women from everywhere that were doing podcasting to come in and have this workshop and share with each other. It was really great. There's so much talent out there yeah. for women in this space. I mean, oh, and yeah. that's not to say that, you know, the men aren't given a chance to, but there's just... It's funny that you put it that way. Uh, it's like the women are taking over. Well, yeah. you and know... That's okay. I Believe me, there, there's no... You know, I think that th th there's a lot to be gained by, by getting more women involved in this. Totally. Yeah. And honestly, at the end yeah. of the day, the good content's all going to rise to yeah. the top no matter who made it. So yeah. that's that's a good thing. You just want to give everyone an equal chance to get their content to go to the top. Yeah. So yeah. as you think about that, I mean, it's interesting because I, I was talking to Jessica in the prior half uh -huh. hour, and we were talking about women and, and podcasting. And You're going to get that when you invite women on your yeah, show, Rob. I, well, <laughs> no, that was the whole theme of having her on. Okay. Is I wanted to talk about that. because. Yeah. Because you know, as I look at this event, and I, I see what's happening at Podcast Movement, um, you know, if I think back to 2005 when I went to this um, podcast expo, yeah, uh, it was like 90% guys. Yeah, of course. Or, I mean, maybe even higher. Well, maybe that's 98%. The internet, you right? know, that's what it was. a bunch of geeky guys like me. <laughs> that uh, um, he's which, actually very suave, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you. Yeah. Uh, so, so anyway, um, um, so. What I've seen over the last couple of years is a lot more women come into the space yep. and do podcasts, mm -hmm. um, get involved in it. Um, I've been really happy to see that. Yeah. I don't always like talking to guys, so, <laughs> so no, it's, it's, it's a, all good. So what's your thoughts true. on that? I mean, you've been involved for how long have you been involved in? Five years. Five years now. Yeah. So I you, mean, I've been in the that's right, since digital 2009. radio space for yeah. a while, but yeah, yeah, at WNYC since 2000. Yeah. So... I mean, I, I see that. I mean, the demographics are showing it's a 50-50 consumption situation yeah. now. on our shows, definitely. Yeah. We're seeing, and some shows will vary based on the subject matter, but for the most part, it's a 50-50 audience. And, yeah. um, you know, I, I, like I said, I think beyond the demographics, it's more the psychographics. Who are these people? What are they interested in? And that's really... Well, they're educated. They're educated. They're, they're curious. They're Lifelong wealthier. learners. Yeah. They're, they do. They're curious about the world. Absolutely. And to certain brands, that's really attractive. And the fact that you're yeah. being able to access them in this, you know, in such an intimate way is, is you know, even better. So yeah. it's a nice conversation to be able to have with brands and they're open to having it. I mean, I can't oh, yeah. tell you how many times I'll go into a brand or an agency and say, hey, this is who we are, this is what we do. And they're like, oh, don't worry about radio. Tell me about podcasting. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Wow. I mean, before, that's, that's even, even a year and a half ago, the conversation was, I'm going to tell you what podcasts are I'm going to educate. This is what a yeah. podcast is. It was podcast 101. We literally had a deck yeah. that was podcast 101. Yeah. Now, 
before we even sit down, they're like, okay, podcasts. So what, do you, what do you do? What can you do? And so it's the, the buying community is really hungry to get in this space. Yeah. They are absolutely on board and ready to go. The one thing that I would say that we all need to do a better job of is working together to get our act together on metrics, right? Yeah. It makes it so hard for an, anyone to give you money if you're measuring differently from you, from you, from you. It's, it's a real real challenge and I think we can do it that's why you know yeah. I'm involved in the groups that are trying to get yeah. it done and the, IEB, anyone... the IEB there's a panel actually I'm on the panel yes. talking about advertising standards exactly coming up and uh, it's it's, uh, really it's, important. it's been a controversial thing though I have to say I, I yeah. was involved in the association of downloadable media right, back, back in, in 2008 2009 and and we, we did establish some baseline standards and mm -hmm. a lot of what you see at Lipson and Raw Voice are yep. based on that yeah um, and we just now need to move to the next level because what we're seeing is um, online radio come into the space, yeah, and they they look at things from a little different perspective. They absolutely do, and and legitimately in some ways, in some ways, you know, there's a middle ground here that I think can yeah. be found. Yeah, um, but it is a pure digital medium. It's it is. not a. We can't live on surveys. Yeah, we can't. <laughs> Let's yeah. just put that out yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. Surveys, well, no. That, that's more on the broadcast radio side. It's so, true. so you see that. I mean, I think that the online radio folks tend to be a little more digital. Yep. But, but, but you know, you start looking at the broadcast folks. There's billions of dollars coming into those budgets based on for now surveys and ratings and that it's kind true. of stuff. Right. It's no, been going it's on true. for decades. Yeah. So I, I guess it's educating the buyer and community, yes. right, to to make that switch. Right. right. And there are there are forays into more digitally oriented measurement on the broadcast side as well with like the jelly yeah. and all kinds of yeah. sort of ways and now that Nielsen is going to get all of the streaming folks to download this SDK on their players we're going to have this blended measurement which is going to be yeah. really kind of exciting yeah. it's also going to tie it back to currently Facebook data so you can get some demographic information as well from your listeners that wow. don't necessarily have to sign in or register on your player We'll be able to connect it. We Phenomenon. they'll be able to yeah. So it's, that's real. That's what digital. That's yeah. the good thing about digital. Well, it is. is. I mean, there's actually going to be data that you get access yeah. to. It's not just based on surveys. Exactly. You know, which was always an estimate anyway. Now you can actually know pretty close to what it was. Exactly. In reality. Exactly. So yeah. Well, Sarah, it was great to have you well, on to so talk much. about all this stuff. Yeah. Uh, it was a, it was a joy. I don't know that we'd actually met in person before i know we traded emails for we've been virtual for, friends for, for, for a, a long time, time. that's right, that's right. I, I, I came close to coming out to a rain conference oh, and moderating right. yes. a session yes um they got snowed in or I, oh I, god I, yeah i, I can remember what, what what actually happened the agency but day blizzard that yeah was great. exactly so that was so it was wonderful to have you on the program and, and talk about so this much. we'd love to talk more yeah uh about about this medium and what you guys are doing and and being a Spreaker, I don't know if we can work together, but it would be wonderful if we could figure out a way. Well, thank you. <laughs> it was a pleasure to be here. Yeah, thank okay. you very much. Okay. You're listening to the Spreaker Live Show. Thank you. Uh, we're, we're coming into the, the last uh, last segment of the program. So um, you're, we're doing this from Podcast Movement 2015, um, the, the last day of the event, this exciting day. There's going to be um, Sarah Koenig's going to be taking the stage at the end of the day here talking about cereal so we're, we're excited about that and if you uh, want to um, get your own podcast you're certainly welcome to get a get a free month on Spreaker just use the promo code PM15 and tell your friends about the Spreaker live show I do it every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Uh, Pacific and 6 p.m. Eastern and I have great guests on like like uh, 
um, Sarah over here that, that comes on the program and talks about the latest things in, in podcasting. So I uh, think we'll be back in about five to ten minutes with the, with the next guest. And thanks. Thank you. That was fun. Yeah. Yes, you are. You ready?